Australia breathers, here we are, Cuz Chat episode 2, Saturday 1st of Feb 2020, uh, back at it again here with Black McGee and my partner in crime, the old bro, we on again. We hope to bring you this podcast every week, come hell or high water, whether we've got stuff to talk about or not, <laughs> and yeah, hopefully it reaches um, a lot more people, we've got quite a good following now on Facebook, so uh, everyone that is participating and listening to the podcast, give us a, a shout out or a like or let us know what you think. Also looking for more topics to talk about as well. Trying to bring a bit more structure into the podcast from here on in and going to do that by recapping last week's episode. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about uh, our week as well, just to give you uh, keep up to date with what we're doing, I guess, or, or what's happening in our lives. Uh, we've gonna have a poor form of the week award as well uh we've got one sent in this week from one of the cousins so big shout out to uh to him we'll, we'll go into that a little bit later and then yeah birthday celebrations as usual we're going to celebrate those here um and tell some stories about one of the cousins and then yeah a, a little bit more of a serious topic we're going to go and talk a little bit about matata so yeah coming up uh, all for you in this episode of cuz chat podcast so we're going to recap our week, or the last episode as well. Uh, there's a couple of things we wanted to address. One of them, the charcoal barbecue saga is continuing, getting better I think. Probably just overextending myself a little bit, just trying to shoot for, you know, setting the bar a bit too high. Tried to do a bit of a roast today. Fucking the outside was primo, but um, yeah, probably didn't cook all the way through, unfortunately. So uh, there's always next week. And yeah, so that's... I mean, pretty busy with work and stuff but that's kind of my highlight is getting out there on the weekend and giving it a crack but you've had a bit of an interesting week though oh, you sort of gone that quickly been crazy from what you were saying the other day a bit of a near-death experience as well bit of a near miss bro so getting into work on wednesday i decided that i'll take it upon myself bro and go and get this job done down in corumban so it's about a good hour and a half drive from where we're established in northgate and you've got to jump on the Gateway Motorway and sort of head south towards Gold Coast. And um, on my way there, I've got a new labourer with me. So, you know, I'm just getting to sort of know him and having a good chat, having a good yarn while we're moving our way down the Gold Coast. We get towards getting closer to the Gold Coast and I've got a new ute. It's a Holden Colorado and the rating for the towing capacity bro, is at two tonne. So I've loaded this trailer up with a good... decent amount. Yeah, I've loaded this trailer up though and I'm, I'm guessing I've got about three and a half tonne worth of scaffold on the back of this trailer and we're moving quite well bro down the down the highway. Anyway, this clown in a van decides he's going to cut in front of me, not really looking in front of himself to see that all the traffic is backing up. So he's moved in front of me bro and not five seconds later he slammed the brakes on right in front of me. Ooh, he's done a bit of a brake check on you. Oh yes bro. And it was real bad. Bad news. Bad news. Bad that news. sounds like bad news. So I've gone and just locked the brakes up, locked the trailer up on the highway, bro, and I've fucking skidded right almost into the back of a May. If I hadn't reacted a second sooner, man, it would have been it would have been on. And like, yeah, you're a pretty professional uh tradesman and, you know, used to handling this sort of stuff, but you weren't alone in that, that Colorado Ute where you had a had a sidekick with you. <laughs> Like I said, man, I was just getting to know my labourer, so we're having a good chat, and as soon as that happened, eh, hey, silence. He was a bit stunned, a bit of it, 
I think he might have been holding on to a bit of. Uh, oh, he braced himself up. <laughs> he the old, braced the old himself. Fufu valve would have been puckering hard out. <laughs> Tightened up cheeks and all, bro. <laughs> yeah. But we got away with it, bro. You know, we didn't. Nothing bad happened apart from, you know, locking the trailer up on the highway. Yeah. And he, he seemed all right when he got there and, you know, he sort of calmed down, but, you know, realized yeah. that he was all safe and yeah, everything yeah, was good. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, no, well, that's uh, yeah, probably more eventful than than my uh my week, but th- yeah, thanks for sharing once again. No worries, bro. I'm always happy to share a near death experience. Yeah, I'm sure we've all had had one or two throughout lives. I've I've had one falling off a ladder and and you know not having anyone there to hold the ladder or in earshot really, and you know nearly falling off a sort of six meter ladder is not a great feeling um when there's gravel big gravel rocks below you as well <laughs> and it's nothing to brag about bro but it's it's the second time i've locked up on a highway so <laughs> i'm getting good at it bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one other important thing that came out of uh last week as well was um my son's spelling of his middle name instead of n-e-i-h-a-n-a he's been spelling it n-e-i-g-h and and so I hit him up about it um, after he listened to the podcast uh, last week as well. What was his response, bro? How how did he pull himself away? From he was himself? pretty ashamed. He was like, "Oh, I hate this part. I hate this part." When we were listening back to it, and, and I said, "Well, how long have you been spelling?" He goes, "Oh, as long as I can remember." <laughs> like I said last week, bro. I asked the question. He's eighteen. How long has he been spelling his name like that? Yeah. Well, like I said, he doesn't use it that much. But when he does kind of have to spell it on forms and stuff, he must just automatically put that G in there, eh? Hey, I know. <laughs> Classic. Like we said, man, um, that is poor form. Yeah, that probably won the poor form story of the week last week. The winner of this week, well, the only entrant of this week's poor form um, sweepstakes, comes from the old Cousy Miles. We only know him by um, the Wookiee. Is, uh one of the... the AKAs that he's uh, been given over the years, but he actually said he'd prefer to be called Double FC. Double FC, bro. So what yep. does that entail? Well, that was actually given to him uh, a nickname by uh, Auntie Shones, uh, and which it's, means it stands for fucking fat cunt. <laughs> so Tony Shones, he gives a name like that too, eh, bro? I don't know, Wookie Double FC. Mm, go either way, I suppose. <laughs> but he sent me in a in a bit of a poor form predicament he found himself in and i'll try and sort of read it word for word so that you get his honest retelling of the story and for those of you listening i haven't heard this story yet so everything that's happening right now will be a genuine reaction it's all authentic i've been holding on to this so here we go so this is from from miles i got poor form recently moved house a mirror on The back of our door had left a shadow from the sun fading the paint. I had some paint, so I thought I'd touch up the area where the mirror was. I paint it, and in true Aussie fashion, I watched the paint dry. Quickly realising I'm not using gloss paint, and my once epic touch-up is becoming less than desirable. I realise as I've moved, there ain't no rags or anything for that matter here. My shirt is one my wife bought me the day before. So I decided the undies need to take one for the team. (laughs) (laughs) I ripped them off and run to the sink to soak them in water as time's a factor. Rush back and start scrubbing and laughing at my situation. It does the job quite well. And after a couple of rinses, I realise I've got no shorts on 
and what can only be described as a penis only shorter is still on display. <laughs> but who cares? It's just me there. I chucked my shorts on and walked back to the kitchen where I got the water from. Looked to my right and realised the blinds are up and there is now no furniture blocking the view directly onto the street and to a busy children's park. <laughs> Poor form. And that's coming from the Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> so I left the brown painted undies in the back of the wife's car to be discovered. Was a crack up on conversation when I was approached with the evidence later. Poor form. Poor, Poor form. form. All I've got in my head is this image of like mild Donald Ducking it. You know, <laughs> just just a shirt, no pants. Straight up Donald Ducking it. But he reckons, no, just think John Candy from Cool Runnings with no pants. <laughs> or, or Zach Galifianakis multiple times in the first hangover. Um, <laughs> awesome, awesome stuff, Miles. Thank you for that. Hopefully that this is going to become a regular feature on the podcast. And it was started last week. Look, keep it coming, everyone else who's got stories to share. We love hearing them and uh, sharing them and laughing at them as well. Absolutely. Good Whether stuff. it's poor form or good form. We want to hear about it. Yeah, so so thanks for that. We'll, we'll um, I don't know, maybe send you a, a gift bag in the mail or something. Or, I don't <laughs> some know. new undies. Yeah, some new undies. I got an undies story today. I, I checked out there. I'll, I'll quickly tell. I was like, every Saturday I'm like, man, what can I go get from Bunnings this week? I'm like, fuck, I've got to get something. Whether it's just a little fucking valve for the tap. Who doesn't love a good Bunnings? Oh, I love a Bunnings run, mate. I fucking love it. So, yeah, I fucking wanted to get away pretty early, so I quickly jumped in the shower, and then when I got out, I realised, oh, shit, fuck, I've got no dry, clean undies. They're all on the line, fucking still wet. So I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'll be right. Let's chuck on some shorts. Bowl outside, we can get in the car, off to Bunnings. Had to go to a couple other places first, and by the time we get to Bunnings, I realised, fuck, it's like 12.30, middle of the day, 32 degrees, it's fucking spoiling hot, and then I'm starting sweating, eh? I'm, I mean, I sweat in the aircon, but... Being outside and that heat was making it a bit bit tough. So first thing I realised I was like, "Ooh, I'm chafing a bit." Bunnies <laughs> <laughs> going commando. That's bad when that's the first thing you realise. <laughs> so, oh, I'm chafing a bit. <laughs> so adopt the old cowboy stance and just start you know, shuffling around. Um, Trying your stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, you do the old the old sideward glance backwards. <laughs> you, get, you get an extra stride in. <laughs> Just to get a bit of airflow. Yeah. Spread the legs. Spread the legs a bit. Just like, yeah. oh, is that someone I know? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just trying to get some airflow between me, me nungas. And anyway, so I was like, fuck, I've got to get out of here. I'm fucking sweating. So I get back into the car. And as soon as I sat down, I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to go commando anymore. <laughs> so was that the only run you done? Was it just the Bunnings run? Oh, I went to JB first. I had to get some stuff. And then, actually, I went to... Uh, Bunnings and I had to go to the music store just to get some stuff for tonight's podcast so yeah I was very very clammy <laughs> by the time I got back um, but um, have since showered and found some dry undies so I know you'll be glad to know we want to uh, celebrate uh, the Cuzzy's birthdays one of us just had a, a recent birthday um, and I believe a 47th if, I, if my math is correct could be totally wrong but Cousin Richie aka Bunge uh, aka do a dog bowl cunt do a dog bowl cunt <laughs> uh, had a birthday the 30th 31st 30th yeah, 30th, yeah. yeah. I think he's overseas so not too sure exactly I think it's the 30th 
yeah like the, to do a dog bowl is a bit of a, a backstory behind that uh, apparently it's like a three years in the making yeah. is this this dog bowl story so why don't you sort of tell us your recollection of, of that story so my understanding Which, of the story bro is when um few of the cousins met up out west in perth uh jordan car and jay along with bunge so they've all gone out as you do not on the piss and a particular bar that they went to served what has been known as a dog bowl basically it's just a drink served in a bowl in a, in a, in a dog bowl in a dog bowl you'd give a water to a dog in this bowl yeah right so as the cousins do they think fuck yeah this sounds like a good idea let's all order a dog bowl Jordan gets one, Jamie gets one, Carr gets one. Bunge turns around and thinks, fuck you, I'm too old for this shit. And he won't do it. Pussy out. Pussy, Pussy out, out. Time. So, what the, was in, What were they drinking out of the dog bowl, though? I couldn't what? tell you, bro. Was a full, like, would have been a full vessel, though, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some hard liquor anyway. Oof. So, all the cousins have done this dog bowl, and... It's it's come up quite a lot over the last three years, and um, yeah, it's a bit of a running joke. I think, or you know, uh, well, not a joke, a challenge, a running challenge. Yeah, every opportunity that uh, that because uh, Bunge is still quite a, a drinker from what you know we've seen as in his uh, snaps into the old Cuz Chat uh, Snapchat. So yeah, he's always up stranger to us whatever he's yeah. doing, and it always involves beer. So. Um, as you would have heard last week, it was my birthday, and I was challenged to do a vortex, which I delivered on. Jordan put that challenge out to Bunch the week, the following week after, and said, "Look, come on, Bunch, show us what you got. Give us a vortex or a dog bowl." Up until that point, Bunch was still sending in snaps and that of him drinking. After the challenge was issued, though, we got nothing, bro. Yeah, there was um, was a day, or maybe that day or two after that, that the formal challenge was placed yeah. by uh, Jay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jay got behind it. You know, come on, cunt. Do a dog Do bowl. Do a dog cunt. bowl. And he delivered. He did it. Well, yeah. His words were, I'm sick of yous. Jordan, <laughs> Carr, and Jamie, I'm sick of yous giving me shit about this. Eat a dick, he <laughs> How about this, motherfuckers? <laughs> <laughs> How about this, motherfuckers? <laughs> That's probably more the tone that <laughs> he's got now. So he delivered on it, bro. He finally, after three years of getting years. antagonized and pushed to do it, he finally delivered. So well done, Cuzzy. Well done, well Cuz. Well done. Hats off to you. You're still, still going to get called, you know, do a dog bowl. I don't think that's <laughs> going to go away. We've gotten so used to it now. So yeah, happy birthday, Cuzzy Bunge. Fucking, you know. How about coming back to this neck of the woods and, and coming to see us and doing dog bowls together? Absolutely. Good stuff. Um, so now we're going to get on to, yeah, a little bit more of a serious note, but it's something that all of the cousins will have some experience in and will have a story of. Uh, and that is a little place in New Zealand on the East Coast called Matata. Matata. It's, it's a place held close to our heart and it's also a notorious place of mishaps and stories which this part of the segment we've decided to name matata mishaps matata mishaps because we've got stories but there's many more out there you know no one has walked away from matata without being maimed in some way you know 
whether it's ducking down the beach to do jumps on the old three-wheeler or... or... Getting smashed in those dumper waves. Oh, and... yeah, yeah. So we're just kind of going to share a couple of our most memorable ones, I guess, but we do encourage the cousins to, to let us know if they've got any. Josh, I know you. I want you to tell the story when, when Dog ran you over, bro, <laughs> <laughs> on the three-wheeler. Please tell us that story. Um, and there's many more out there, I'm sure. The carpet towing behind the three-wheeler as well, or four-wheeler being thrown into the fence we want to hear some of those stories but my one i'll, I'll start with because you know i was directly involved with it was when i was back you know in my younger years got into a bit of kite surfing took it over to the beach and it's hard to get out past those dumpers so i was just sort of throwing the the kite around on the beach there full wetsuit you know full body wetsuit could get in the, in the shallows and just sort of you know, get pulled along and stuff like that it's good fun and just to give a bit of a description bro so this is quite a big kite yeah i think it was the um, eight meter, eight, eight square uh, meter kite. Yeah, eight meter kite. Yeah, there was the light winds. So you, this, you know, and low winds you bring out the big kite. Yeah, bigger winds you bring out the smaller kite. So I'm on the beach and, and having a really good time. You know, doing a bit of showing off, and then a few of the cousins there. Uh, and I then think I was there too, bro. Yeah, yeah, there's a few there. And then you know, it was about lunchtime, so everyone got called back from for lunch. And I was like, oh, I'll just, have, I'll just have one more. That notorious. I'll just story. have one more go. It happens on every story that that <laughs> pertains to Matata, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna have one more go. One, one more go. So I undid the wetsuit um, by this time, and I had it just sort of tied around my waist. You know, as Mother Nature does, fucking turns on a dime, um, and the wind picked up, and I was halfway through a maneuver. And then the wind, a gust of wind, picked the the kite and just lifted me off the ground. How high would you say? Oh, it felt felt really high. Looking from the ground, it was at least ten feet. Yeah, like I was doing the running man in the air for sure. It was just like, well, fuck, I'm not going down yet. So I had to kind of get the kite out of the power zone and and get me you know closer to the ground. Did so a little bit too vigorously, and as the kite swung through the power zone, pulling me further down the beach but also towards the ground and i came down with a big slam not only no shirt and landed kind of on my back it was that part of the beach where it goes kind of sand and then into pebbles (laughs) shells shells broken shells yeah so i just got slammed into the ground and dragged about 15 meters down the beach on my back before i realized like fuck just let go you idiot let go it's got a brake system like It'll just collapse if you let it go. But, you know, when you're in that sort of situation, you just want to hold on to anything that you've got hold of. And, yeah, it was the wrong thing to do. Bad news, <laughs> as usual. So, yeah, I was pretty bad. Way. Unfortunately, Auntie Ree was there, so she kind of, you know, made sure that I didn't you know, get any further damage done. But my back was fucked, eh? I couldn't sleep on it for a week. It was just <laughs> raw as hell. And the old Portacom mattresses, eh? They don't help. No, you just <laughs> sleep with them like you, bro. I don't know where they got these mats and those metal beds that have yeah, like the metal woven frames. It definitely wasn't five star living, but fuck, uh, we loved it. Every, oh, it was the it was the best. It. it was the best. So the reason we're talking about this obviously is because all the stuff that's happened with the Fano living there and the council and all that sort of stuff. So we just want to celebrate what for our childhood was just an awesome piece of. Um, you know, awesome memories, awesome piece of history for us. Brought a lot of the family together over the Christmas holidays. So, yeah, any sort of other stories that you guys have got, please share them as well. What about you, Mitch? You kind of got anything that comes to mind? Yeah, bro, a lot of my stories involve 
motorbikes, particularly the four wheeler and whatnot. But um, one that comes to mind, death bro, traps, bro. Those are death absolutely. traps. Like we grew up having the the three wheelers, which you don't see these days. But uh, yeah, <laughs> who came up there? Like they on, especially on the beach because they wouldn't turn. <laughs> so you'd be going fucking hard out and then going, oh, I'm going towards the water. I better turn. No, just bulldozer straight into the water. <laughs> How, how we survived our childhood, bro, is beyond me. It's something I wouldn't let my kids do these no, days, bro. No way. Anyway, so we turn up, as we do, just on a random weekend to spend some time over the beach with the family. Myself, Cousy Wade, and a few of his mates, bro, we were all together. We decided, hey, let's go for a cruise down. We'll take this four-wheeler down the beach, do some donuts, and, you know, just wreak havoc. So, we get on the bike, not two minutes down the road, bro, we pull up to the old tennis courts, straight across the road from Auntie's Cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, as you're going down towards the tennis court, there's one section there that's just straight gravel. So, um, I'm about 14, 15 at this time, bro, and I'm sitting on the side of the bike, Wade's driving, and he's a, he's a bit reckless, bro, at the best of times. So I'm sitting on the side of the bike with my phone out just to check some messages or see whatever's happening on my phone. Unbeknown to me, bro, Wade decides to whip out this mad drift straight on the gravel. So at this point in time, I'm only holding onto the bike with one hand, holding onto my phone with the other, bro. I go flying off just this... Just casual, yes? Yeah, just casual, bro. You wouldn't see it coming. Didn't give me any sort of um, warning that we were going to be doing this manoeuvre. Throws the bike out sideways, and I come straight off, bro. Bang! Hit the ground. <laughs> scrape my face, bro. Just straight across the gravel. Jump up. Blood is just pissing out of my face. And I just think, fuck this. I'm in front of all the boys. Don't don't be a bitch. Just get straight onto the bike. I'm not sort of worried about it, eh? So, sort of just wipe the blood off, bro, and carry on. Go down the beach, do what we wanted to do, and then come back. Because you don't want to get in trouble. You don't want to go, all right, that's it. You're not going on that buddy bike anymore. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Go, you don't want to risk good. that sort of shit, eh, bro? <laughs> <laughs> so we get back and, you know, the parents have their words with us. You bloody idiots. You're just fucking dumbasses. Anyway, come Monday morning, bro, I'm back in Taupo. I go to school and fuck me dead, bro. It's photo day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm lined up with the rest of the rugby team, bro. Standing there, all in our bloody, all in our kit, taking photos. And to this day, bro, that photo's sitting on the old lady's bookshelf. And here's Mitch with a whole <laughs> fucking scratch load <laughs> straight across yeah. the face. No prisoners, man. That mother took no prisoners. It was, yeah, it was brutal. But yeah, no, it's fucking just solidified those memories with us. Eh? They stuck with us for this long. So, end of an era. Um, you know, there's, there's things happening there that's probably not going to allow us to have that space anymore. And a lot of us have grown kind of up to and moved away. So, but um, yeah, like the the size of the whanau hasn't lessened. Uh, and so it'd be great to have some sort of uh, reunion or, or that, that kind of celebrates that place for sure. Absolutely, bro. Are you in the cousins still living there? Um, not that I'm aware of i think most of the cousins have moved away obviously or uh, auntie um Link, auntie, auntie lenny's, lenny's still there. there um mum and dad have got a got a place there kalal still got his place there um but yeah the after the floods it sort of changed things a bit not as it once was no for sure no it's changed yeah but good times good times but just to 
give a little bit of a background. So in 2005, there was a week of just torrential rain. I think about 50 years prior to that, there was a logging company up in the hills that were told not to go up there because Matatar was once known as a battlefield. And it's quite a tapu place, quite a sacred place. Yeah. When the logging company started, obviously they have their skid and whatever, and they started to find bones and whatever, so they left. But they didn't tidy up any of the mess. Everything was sort of just left there. So over that time, with the rain that was happening and, and the pools that were up there, they sort of just flooded up and they became like a natural dam. After that week of torrential rain, everything just came down the hills and sort of just ploughed into the houses. And unfortunately, our devastating eh? our block of land that was there with all the family land was pretty much right in that runway of yeah. the flood. So it destroyed our parents' house, um, destroyed our grandfather's house, and a lot of other houses that were on that street were affected. So 15 years down the track, the council has decided that they are going to invoke what's called a involuntary retreat and remove everyone from their houses yeah this is after that they've given them permission to rebuild there though isn't it it's a very long story idiots yeah so anyway the family are in that position now where they're going to be you know removed from their houses the houses will be demolished and and they will be lightly compensated for it but that's another story yeah but it's just sort of give you a a background of of, you know how much of a iconic place it was and just through a natural disaster really it's just sort of changed, literally changed the landscape. But bro, it wasn't just you and I that were maimed there. Like, I'm sure we got plenty of other stories we can think of. Oh, you may, like, I think everyone has you know, had at least one trip to the hospital with one of the cousins to get the arm and, like, in a sling or something like that. I actually took some of my schoolmates there. We went, we went there on a school camp. I've still got photos, like, of us in a school camp with our teacher on in the portacom good stories out of that one too but i'll have to get permission to tell those ones <laughs> yeah so yeah look uh like i said at the start i'm sure people listening to this is, are going to have uh some stories of marata so in remembrance yeah share those stories with us just jump on the old uh facebook page and then uh, leave us a message or interact with us however however you like to like i said at the beginning of last episode because chat outlook email doesn't work so <laughs> Don't bother sending anything to there. And yeah, that, that'll kind of do us, I think, uh, for this episode. Once again, I like, want to hear from you guys. Um, let us know and so that we can keep this going. Definitely. Um, we'll be putting up something on Facebook, hashtag Matata Mishaps, and just share your yep. stories. I might have to dig out some of those old photos too. Put them up. That'll get some people talking, for sure. All right, Fano, thank you for listening. Uh, once again, really love the support and uh, hope to hear from you very soon. Uh, and we'll be back next week with another episode. Hey, bro. And that's what it's all about, bro. Fucking hate. Fucking hate.